Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Nick Ashew on Overtime. We are now simulcast tonight on both our sister station, the Team 980, and 106.7 The Fan as well now. Going to take a deep breath after the first uh, half an hour of that show. A lot of moving parts, let's just say that. A lot of moving parts as more and more people file into FedEx Field for the parking party as we celebrate and, and usher in a new era in Washington football that is no longer Washington football team football, but instead is commander's football, which is good because saying Washington football team football is very, very wordy and it, at some point just starts to wear you out a little bit. But, you know, n- now that we've gone through this, and, and by the way, this is – this is a relief. It's a relief now that we've gotten it. We know the name. We move on. We all went into this knowing that you were either going to like the name or you're going to hate it. Like, there's, there's not a lot in between. It's mostly just everybody hates it or they like it. And eventually we'll get used to it. And then we'll move on. And as long as this team starts to win football games, you're going to feel better about it. And you'll accept it. Like, this is the one thing I was saying to Grant you know, last hour when we were talking. And, you know, if you think about team names in general, like, that is the identity of the organization. But that organization creates that identity with what they do on the field, with what they do on the court. The Knicks are named after pants. All right? The Lakers, they moved from Minneapolis and kept the name. The Utah Jazz, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, New Orleans changed the the Pelicans. So when when you really look at some of these, especially new names now, nothing's going to feel all that creative. I'm fine with the name. I don't love it. But I don't hate it. I'm kind of in the indifferent. I'm in one of the rare people that's kind of indifferent to the name. And it'll grow on me. It's already grown on me a little bit. I look, Listen, I was one of the only people that said they need to find a way to get Valor and make that. I loved the name Washington Valor. I don't know what the deal is with that and if the AFL is going to come back for the 10th time. But maybe there's a chance and there was, again, licensing with a lot of this stuff. But, you know, there were hurdles. There was all this. And now we've moved on. We've moved past it. We know what the name is. We know that the reveal was stupid on the Today Show. But this event that they're doing tonight, if you're driving out there now, that, that's, that's what they should have done from the beginning. And there's a lot of people. A lot of people showing up. A lot of people there to take pictures with the Lombardi trophies and the new helmets and, and get some new gear. And they're giving away free stuff. And let's be honest, people like free stuff. 800-636-1067 if you want to jump on. Talk about the name. Talk about this offseason. I mean, really anything with this, because this is this is the beginning of a new era with, with this organization, and you know, winning will adjust this no matter what. It'll adjust your mindset, adjust how you feel about it, and, you know, we had a couple of people out there that were you know, a part of this event that are they're a lot younger, younger than me. Like, I come from the generation that Grant does, where it's like, you know, we remember the last Super Bowl. We were really young. I'm fully open to admitting that. I mean, I, you know, the, the 30th anniversary of the last Super Bowl, I... Right, had a lot of people on when I filled in for Travis Thomas. It was like, this is, you know, I'm from the generation that doesn't really remember this. So, 
what it, was it like for those people? Like, my dad is the reason why I'm a fan of this team, because he's a fan of it, and he remembers the glory days. But if you think of the last 20 years or so, when you heard the name Washington Redskins, besides obviously the actual uh, conversation and controversy, whatever you want to call it, around the nickname, it also just represented an organization that was dysfunctional, uh, losing, and bad ownership. Now, <laughs> that doesn't mean just because you change the name that that's going to change what the reputation of this is, but it is like a clean slate. It is a fresh start in a lot of ways for them. And you've got to actually answer to that. You've got to go out here and you've got to a build a winning team. You've got to go out and get a quarterback, which is the most important thing. But you do kind of have this momentary fresh start feeling with a lot of fans. Not all of them. Look, there are fans that have said, I'm out no matter what. I still don't believe you. If this team's winning and they got a brand new stadium in 2027, uh, you're going to want to go there, especially if it's a beautiful domed stadium that Jason Wright talked about the other day. You know, and it looks like Jarrah World, but it's even better because it's the next generation of Jarrah World. Uh, you're going to want to be there. And if it's in D.C., where that's the only place that it should be, is right where RFK is. That is the only spot that this team should build a new stadium, which is great that Mariel Bowser came out and was like, oh, yeah, now they belong in D.C. Oh, now? Okay, now? Well, you knew they were changing the name anyways. You couldn't use those politics around it. You could have said this a while ago, but let's, let's capitalize on the moment because that's what politicians do. But that's where it should be, and that's the right answer. And I hope that the next step is building a stadium in D.C. But... We've got a long way to go for that. The short term now is what this team looks like on the field starting this year. Because if you usher in a new era and a new year and a clean slate and you win five games, it's not really the start that you want, especially in year three for uh, Ron Rivera. It's not really what you're looking for. Uh, 800-636-1067. Let's go to David in Southeast. What's up, David? Hey, hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I might be one of the few in the minority. I dig the name. I actually dig it. Okay. I think that with, with command, command, there are a lot of spinoffs that you can do, like the Washington team is commanding the ball down the field. We're in command of the Cowboys. <laughs> We're in the command center. We're in command of the situation. I mean, when this grow on people, I would say this. I think that Commanders is probably when you, if you're fair, it's probably the best mascot name in the NFL outside of the Raiders. Ooh. Think okay. About it. Really, the Commanders is probably the strongest name as a mascot, in my opinion. It's stronger than the Cowboys. Listen, when we win a football game, we are in command of the Cowboys. We command, you know what I'm saying? Think about it. There are a lot of different things that you can do with commanders. David, you've already got like headlines and you got headlines and tweets yeah. written for this, man. I love it. You've thought this out already, the branding, haven't you? And let me tell you about the, 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 the and I'm definitely the minority of this. The Today's Show rollout. I did not expect a lot of bells and whistles because at the same time, it was the death of the Washington Redskins. So it's kind of sober, especially how we got here with the controversy with the Native American situation, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, listen, it would have been a slap in the face if we'd have jumped out of parachutes with commanders riding down the field, you know, FedEx Field, with the Green, the green Beret, the 82nd Airborne. That would have been a little bit too much. I think it should have been just like, Oh, hold on. Yeah, we changed the name. And the big hoopla was taking place today. So, you know, I think that 
I'm not going to try to say they're spot on with it, that they knocked it out of the park. No, not at all. But Commanders, man, is not, it doesn't suck. It's cool. Anyway, thanks I, for you know taking what? my call. David, I appreciate it. That was good stuff. Uh, you've actually made me like the name more just with your passion. Eh, why not? We got to embrace it. Either, I mean, it's going to be the name. <laughs> David was on the MGM National Harbor listening line, by the way. Uh, look, it will grow on people, and I think eventually it won't sound like nothing was going to sound good. Nothing was going to sound uh, right. It just doesn't roll off your tongue initially because it's new. No matter what, this is this is like breaking up with somebody you thought you were going to marry, and now you're in a new relationship, and you're like, well, maybe this has potential, but I thought this was going to be forever, and that thing that was supposed to be forever is not forever, and this feels weird and feels new, and I'm still getting used to it, and you're basking in the nostalgia of what you had before. It's just, you know, it's, it's just going to feel awkward for a while, but you start winning games, and it's at least going to help. But this is what happens when you change a name when you change even uniforms, and they've done both, by the way, so that makes it even more polarizing, is that it does have a spotlight on it, and it's going to be something where people are on one side like David or like Matthew in Silver Spring right now, who apparently is not a fan of the name at all. What's up, Matthew? Hey, man, how you doing? Um, Good. Obviously, like like many people, uh, Redskins fan all my life, and, you know, the, the thing I keep hearing about, you know, no name was going to be, no, nobody, certain people were going to like any name. That kind of rubs me the wrong way because they really picked the worst name possible, in my opinion. Um, it has nothing to do with the city. You know, they, they had a great opportunity. You look right down the road. Um, I know people didn't like the Ravens, but at least it had something to do with the city. Um, there, there are just so many things that they I think went wrong with this. They could have went better. Uh, I'm just, I, I still can't believe they did it. There were, there were much better options out there. Um, and, and, you know, like this team, all right, we're talking about whether they're going to be in Virginia or D.C. They seem to make the worst decision every single time. So in my mind, they're going to end up in Virginia. <laughs> we're not going to see them in D.C. again because for whatever reason, they seem to make the worst decisions in every single situation they can. You know, um, Jason Wright, he, he keeps – the thing he said the other day about there being broad support, I, I don't know where he's getting that from. You, you listen to the players – None of the players seem to like the name. Uh, well, we know we know I that know. Chase Young didn't. We know that Chase Young didn't. That video surfaced where he gave it an F when they were naming names like back in September. So he did not like it at all. Let me ask you this real quick because I got to hit a break in a second here. You said there were – oh, he dropped. Okay. Well, I want to know, like, he said there's a lot of other names. Like, if you're going to say, I hate this name, there are a lot of other choices. I got to know, then, what was the name that you wanted? I mean, assuming Red Wolves is going to be what a lot of people said. Uh, but, like, that's the thing. So don't just come and say, well, there's other names. Okay, then what'd you want? What'd you like? Because there's a lot of people then that don't like those. People thought Red Wolves was stupid. Then a lot of people loved Red Wolves. I liked Red Wolves. I thought it was cool. But I, again, I don't mind Commanders, but I'm not like, oh, it's the greatest nickname ever. I, no, I, don't, I don't really know if there's one that would have been even like 75% universally liked, which that's not really universal, but you get what I'm trying to say. So anyway, 800-636-1067. Get to some more of your calls, reaction, everything that's gone on with the name, how you feel about it, because this is the biggest story in sports in this town, besides, of course, Bradley Beal saying that, you know, he doesn't, isn't going to ask for a trade. That's a disaster. Glad I don't have to talk about that anytime soon. Chris Russell's also going to join us at 730, and I have permission to absolutely destroy the clock when he's on, so we will go off the rails at 730 as well. Nick Ashew on Overtime.
Nick Cashew on overtime. You can tweet me at Nick Cashew like Christopher did, who says, we command respect around the NFL and the NFC East. There's going to be a lot of play on words. Was it David that called him before? I think he had like five different ways to use the name commanders. Like, you're going to hear a lot of that, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, Mo, they could have chosen Red Wolves or Red Tails or Red Hogs, and there would have been the same amount of people complaining about it. And this is true. I mean, Red Wolves got a huge push. It's clear they were considering it because they put that in that video and said, ah, oh, we can't do it because of trademarks and stuff. I liked Red Tails. Red Tails would have been one I was cool with, but then there's other people that are like, that's stupid. I hate it. So uh, Matthew from Silver Spring called back, and I appreciate this because our producer Ryan hung up on you, Matthew, and I wanted to know, you don't like Commanders, and you said there were other names that would have been better. So what was the name that you were in the camp for then, Matthew? Hey, hey, no problem, and you just hit it right on the head, man. I, I was all about the Red Tails. Um, okay. Obviously, it, there's not that much of a connection to the city, but if you look at their tails, they were painted burgundy and gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just the kind that they, they wanted to check off that military box. I don't know why they needed to do that, but they did. They could have done that. And I thought it would have been a real bold choice. I mean, Washington Hogs, you know, I, I like the Hogs. At least there's some connection to the franchise there. I mean, you, you look at what they did. They did Washington Commanders. If they had just done District Commanders, the initials would have been D.C., but they Ooh. missed that. You, you, hmm. you know what I mean? Instead, we're the WCs, which is, uh, as I understand it, a wash means bathroom in the rest of the world. And, and just how they missed all these kind of things. Um, that no nicknames. Like, if you can't come up with a logo for the team name, maybe it shouldn't be the team name. Huh. It, it was kind of half-cocked that they came out without a logo, without a nickname. You got people online, all, you know, fans from the NCs calling us the commies. It, it's just, yeah. it, it just doesn't seem very well thought out. It, two years later, they picked the same name and same team of another football team, it, it, or same name as another football team, and almost down there to the same font. You know what I mean? And, and without having a logo and, and just a name for short, it just seems like it was – uh, to me, it was just the worst way they could have went. And Good that's stuff, just man. My opinion. Yeah, you know, I, pre- I love this team. It's my my favorite sports team. Had season tickets um, a while back, and it just I, I the direction they went in just boggles my mind, man. Every time I think about it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, two things: one, district commanders is pretty badass. I, I'm sure people have said that. I have not heard that said. That that would have been that would have been a complete 180, but that would have really. I think that would have caught people off guard, but maybe in a good way, like, ooh, the district commanders. All right. I could maybe go with that. I mean, you got D.C. United. You don't have to use Washington necessarily in the name. The crest is cool, but you maybe do need – the W is kind of a lazy logo. Let's be honest. That is a little lazy. But then again, you got a team like the Cleveland Browns. Their logo is their helmet. They like Their helmet's orange, and then they take their helmet and make that the logo. So, like, you know, there's there's some levels of that – but what they'll probably do is they'll, they'll incorporate more stuff. I think, you know, as time goes on, this was probably such an undertaking. But you feel like you could have come out with a little more with that. The crest is all right. We can argue whether or not the dates are right on there. I, I can see why they went with the year they won it versus the team that it actually was. I would have gone with just the team that year. Like the 91 team won the Super Bowl that year in 92. That's always like that's always how we say it, right? It's like you talk about it. Oh, it was the 30th anniversary of the '91 team winning the Super Bowl. Technically, it was a '92. Look, all it just get district commanders. He's got me thinking about that now, though. I like that. Well, you know, why don't we? I think this fan base, all of us, make that sort of like the nickname for him, right? Maybe that's partially what you do. You call them the district commanders. I don't know. Maybe there's a way you can make that stick. Uh, let's go to Paul in Southern Maryland. What's up, Paul? Hey, Nick. Thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, man. Um, yeah. So. 
I, I bleed burgundy and gold, man. I was I was born in D.C. I've been a fan my entire life. I'm old enough, just barely, to uh, to remember watching them win the '87 and the '91 Super Bowl. Uh, so, you know, that being said, uh, yes, there were other names that I thought were more fitting that would have sounded nicer. I was in the uh, Red Wolves camp. Okay. Um, however, you know, I, I've heard a lot of talk about the logo, and uh, when you think about it. Uh, it the plain W, I do feel, is a little lazy, but I was able to find something online where they jazzed it up a little bit, and I saw on the right side of the W, they put three stars. I love that. Uh, I like it a whole yeah. lot. You know what I mean? And and it's it's uh, very similar to uh, Green Bay, San Francisco, the New York sure. Giants. They all have a letter, you know, representing their city. So I can definitely get behind that. But to be honest, you know, like I said, lifelong fan, and they could put Hanky the Christmas poo on the side of the helmet, and I wouldn't like it, but as long as it's Washington in front of it and that's my home team, I'm repping it. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would have liked to see the flag incorporated more. I know they have it like on the sleeves on the side, but I think something in the logo would have looked cool. You know, it's interesting, too, because you know we, we saw this for two years, right, where you have – fans and there's some really creative artistic people for all the horribleness that's on twitter you do see a lot of creativity with people there which is cool i saw some really cool mock-ups of jerseys uh of logos and and it's interesting because i feel like a lot of times the stuff that's designed because this just happened with so like the rams for example remember how everybody hated their uniforms a couple years ago there's some similarities to like the numbers and the way they did it, the, the slimmer look to it. That's, I guess, the way – I'm not a graphic designer. Maybe if you are, you, you could probably explain it better to me. Um, but, you know, the slimmer numbers, it's kind of how the Rams did it, the two-tone colors like on the white number, the white jerseys that Washington has. Now you see some of those similarities in that design. Everybody ripped those uniforms and nobody talks about it anymore. But they're in the Super Bowl, so, you know, that makes it a whole lot easier. But you do see a lot of times like, more creative people – come up with ideas, and they're not involved with what's actually going on in the final process. You sometimes wonder, like, wait, are these the best people that you could have, the most creative people, as opposed to, like, all this stuff I see everywhere? You'd almost rather say, hey, let's crowdsource this. Let's see what the best fan submissions can be, and maybe we turn into that at least part of it. And I know they said that they worked with – look, I know they talked with tons of people, and they did all of these different, uh, you know – polling fans and what they liked and I don't know how many people they talked to do I think that commanders was like voted on by the majority of people in focus groups I would doubt it my guess if if I really had to guess and I don't know I would guess it was Red Wolves because think about it did they address any other name that they weren't going to choose in that final video they mentioned Warriors Jason Wright mentioned that a long long time ago said that was earlier in the process but like that last hype video where they released the date, we're going to announce it on February 2nd. What's the one name they said in that video? Red Wolves. So my guess is that was the most popular one, and they considered it. And then, in fact, I'd even think maybe it was because they had final three. They had logos and design for their final three names. That was probably one of them. And then they realized it was going to be too complicated, and they couldn't do it. So this is it, it's, it's a polarizing thing. I mean, when you think about it, think of how, how long it's taken for us to get to this point now. It's kind of surreal. I mean, look, I've been a fan of this team my entire life. I've been lucky enough to talk about them for a living, even though I'm not doing DC stuff every day anymore for Odyssey. Like, I, I, I like to still get back and still stay in touch with everything DC. And this is a historic week. Whether you like the name or not, 
The reality of it is, this is a week that you're never going to forget when they announced this name, and you loved it, you hated it, whatever it was. Because we've been talking about this for years. I mean, even before they announced it, that they were going to change the name, and they had the temporary name. Remember, it wasn't long ago, Dan Snyder, I'm never going to change the name ever, and you can print that in all caps. And but Well, you did. And, you know, it's it's been something that's surrounded this team for a very, very, very long time. And to now finally be at this point, I'm just relieved that we can kind of, after this week, like, it, look, it matters tonight. We'll talk about it more. I got you till 9 o'clock. But, you know, the next step now is obviously from an organizational standpoint, building a stadium. But we're five years, bare minimum, away from that. But now it's about building a team that wins. So when you hear the name Commanders, you think of winning football team. You think of an organization that's successful. You think of a team that can compete at least just for a division title and not a seven-win division title winning team, but an actual true competitor. A team where when they're mentioned in the national conversation, they're not laughed at. And there was that short period before this year, right? Everybody's starting to jump on that hype train. Everybody talks about Mike Greenberg comparing him to the 49ers. Oh, this this Washington team could compete. Now, they, you know, they could compete and they could be the next one and compete with Tampa. It wasn't going to happen. It was too much hype. We get that. But that's now what matters. You've got the name. It's there. So now you're building a brand from scratch. What's that brand going to represent? What's that team going to look like? How are people outside of our fan base going to look at this team? What are they going to think of? What are they going to see? What's the first thing that comes to their mind? Because right now it's just a name. But at some point it's got to be a winning organization on top of that. And that's that's my biggest hope. And in the end, we'll stop talking about the name if we're talking about a Super Bowl like Bengals fans and Rams fans are for the next week. And lucky them. But the Bengals, they give you hope, don't they? you got to find that franchise quarterback, though. All right, we're going to talk to Chris Russell next. Nick Ashy on Overtime. Nick Ashew on overtime, simulcast on the fan and the team, all one big happy family. Chris Russell is or was live out at this uh, very special event where I'm sure he was warm at the parking party at FedEx Field and dry and there was no traffic and you know everything went swimmingly. Rooster, first off, how are you? How are you feeling? How was the weather? How's the traffic? Is everything okay? Good. How are you, pal? Uh, I am still here. I'm out here. I wanted to be live, man on the scene. Uh, and uh, I would say this. It's cold. Uh, it's windy. Uh, it's cold. It's damp. It's early February. And, uh, you know, the football team chose to have a large outside event. I'll leave that for everyone else to judge. But uh, there are several thousand people out here, Hollywood. I don't know how many. Uh, if I had to guess. They basically set up a perimeter around, uh, you know, one of the lots here right outside of FedEx Field, and they've got all sorts of, um, you know, food and concession stands, um, and, and then, you know, different little pop-up tents where you can get interview, uh, interviews, autographs with some of the, the alumni players. Uh, I know Santana Moss is out here. I know uh, Alfred Morris and Darrell Young were on our radio show uh, with Beat. Uh, at about 6 o'clock, so I know they're out here. 
I think Fred, I just walked past Fred Smoot. Uh, so he's out here and, and, and others. Um, I don't have the full list, but, you know, I mean, they, it looks like this is being well-received despite some crappy weather. That's good. I mean, listen, like I was saying earlier in the show, like this is that at least from a – from a branding standpoint, right, it's a clean slate, a fresh start, and there's obviously a lot going on with the organization, which you and I will get to very soon in this. But I just over, I know you've talked about it on your show. You can hear three to seven with Pete Medhurst on the Team Nine Eighty. Uh, but you know, just what what is your overall take on from the just the team name perspective? We'll get to Dan Snyder in a minute, but the team name, how they rolled it out, the process. Do you like it? Do you like the uniforms? Where are you on all this? All right. So, um, I mean, I. You know, of course, I didn't love it on the Today Show, right? I, I mean, I understand what they were trying to do. They're a global brand, as, you know, Jason told me and other reporters. And, um, you know, if people miss my one-on-one interview, I, I have it up. Uh, it's it's podcast. Uh, and, um, you know, people can go check it out, Russell and Medhurst, uh, the team980.com. Um, you know, I, so I get it. I didn't love it. Uh, I don't think anybody did love it around here. Um you know, and then it was weird, right? Like, they kind of got lucky, if you think about it, Nick. They had this outdoor press conference on February 2nd at 8.15 in the morning. Like, it was cold. It was 25-ish degrees, but there really wasn't a lot of wind. There was no snow. There was no ice. There was no nothing, no precipitation. It could have been a complete disaster, and it actually turned out to be a pretty nice weather morning, all things considered, for early February. Why they didn't have it indoors, I have no idea. I, zero idea. Um, you know, did, did I, do I love the commander's name? No, I don't, think, I don't love the commander's name. I will tell you this, I don't hate it. I, it it's not like I'm sitting here going, oh, God, I, I, I just can't wrap my arms around it. They're the Washington commanders. I've always said this. I will call them whatever they want to call themselves, whatever they decide. And I did this on my show today. I don't know how you feel, but 40, well, I guess now like closer to 60 hours in the rear. It's actually already growing on me. And Alfred Morris said the same thing to me and myself uh, a little over an hour ago when he came up and did the show with us. He said, look, on Wednesday, he was like, eh, commanders. Eh, eh. And by today, he was like, oh, it's a school, Washington commanders. So, you know, maybe that's you know, maybe that's how it will grow on this fan base. Yeah, he hopped on here last hour and said the same thing, and I think that's an example. That look, that's a faster moving one. Obviously, there's going to be some people that are just they hate it, and they're also mad at five other things with this team, and rightfully so. You know me; I've been very critical of this team as you have over the years, and a lot of the things they've handled poorly. And I've said when the team is bad and they're not making any effort to even be a functional franchise, don't show up, don't give them your money. But this is a fresh start now, and I. I I'm still at least optimistic with people like Ron Rivera in charge for now, but we obviously know he's heading into a very pivotal year in year three. I like Jason Wright. I think he's a smart, thoughtful person that put a lot into this. He went into this knowing what the process was going to be, and I'm sure whether he said it publicly or said behind the scenes, he knew not everybody was going to be happy with it. It's virtually impossible to pick one name that every single person was like would like. I, there, there was if you want to make everybody happy, go sell ice cream. Like that. That's how the world works. You're just not going to make everybody happy, but. It will start to grow, and it will start to become you know, something that people uh, at least get used to saying. But now the question is, Rooster, is what does this brand mean? Because it's the name of a team, but what does it represent? Does it represent a winning organization? Does it represent a yeah. dysfunctional organization? You know, and just on the field first with them, the big thing obviously is you know, this, this offseason they have to go out 
and they've got to figure out the quarterback situation, and they've got to figure out how they can win more than seven games next year. So when you're watching them and you're watching a Washington Commanders game, you're thinking of a team that is actually starting to build in the right direction and become a competitive organization on the field year in and year out before we obviously get to what's going on at the very top. And that's what we all had hoped for at the beginning of the season, and obviously it did not turn out that way. So, you know, maybe they're not as far away from what you just described as people think they are, right? I mean, of course it'll all depend on who they land as their franchise quarterback. You know, what What I don't want to see, Nick, I, I don't know if you've talked about this, but, you know, here's what I mentioned the other day. What I don't want to see them is strike out on the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Derek Carr, you know, uh, th- that whole group, right? And then go sign Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota. And then because they don't have the franchise quarterback, and clearly neither of those guys are, then they go and with the 11th overall pick, go and trade three draft picks, including, you know, like their first-round pick this year and their first-round pick next year, a la Bears, Justin Fields, just to move up from 11 to 8 or 7 or 6 or 5 or wherever to get a quarterback that we don't even know, first of all, is going to be great, never mind good. And on top of that, that you could have, I guess, more easily gotten if you would have stayed at the number eight or number nine spot instead of winning that final game that meant absolutely nothing against the New York Giants. Well, so, you know, to me, that's what I don't want to see this team do on the field from a quarterback perspective. Get the big fish if you can. Obviously, that's the plan. Uh, which guy they potentially land, I, I have no idea. I mean, I don't think Rodgers is coming here, but I think it, there's more of a chance, you know, than people want to believe. I think, you know, I think it's more likely that they eventually get to a Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I guess the other big fish, which would be, you know, really fun to watch football-wise, but really controversial for a lot of reasons is Deshaun Watson. You know, what are you going to have to pay for him? He hasn't mm-hmm. played football in a year and a half. I, I mean, there's all sorts of questions, but all sorts of, you know, intrigue and talent there. And again, the one thing I don't want to see them do is strike out for all those guys like they did for Stafford last year, then settle on a Trubisky or somebody like that. And then again, not not that they wouldn't take a first-round quarter. I strongly believe they would, but stay on their left. Don't, don't trade up in the first round in such a block quarterback group class. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or even Derek Carr are coming to this organization. So right off the bat, I can tell you they're going to have to go down the list farther than that. I would not be surprised if it's Jimmy Garoppolo. That has the feel of the exact direction they're going to go for a couple of years. And, you know, they're going to try to parade him out and say he went to the Super Bowl once, an NFC Championship game, and it's going to be like, well, he doesn't stay healthy, and then that's the whole other conversation. Right. But, you know, look. The price, the price on Jimmy Garoppolo is, is the ultimate question. Like, I'm not as down on Jimmy G as, as many people are. But if I've got to pay a first-round pick for him, yeah. no thanks. If I've got to give him a three- or four-year contract extension in addition to paying a first-round pick, super no thanks. You know, if I can get him for a second-round pick and I don't have to give him a contract extension and it's a one-year trial and we kind of see where it goes and maybe see if Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas you know, can stay healthy and they can put some of this weapon together, yeah, I, I would absolutely be in that business. But you know, a first-round pick would make me really hesitate and certainly a first-round pick and a contract extension would uh, not be, uh, you know, not be anything I want to do uh, for a guy that's got one year left on his deal. Yeah, it's, look, it's not going to be the perfect situation. It's likely going to be a Band-Aid no matter what. Talking to Chris Russell here on Overtime. All right, then, of course, as the week's gone on, we know the name has been the 
one of the main stories. But Dan Snyder, of course, back in the news again with that that hearing, and there's new allegations against him. And then, of course, now what comes out today is that essentially he has a say if those findings in the report go public, which I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say they want that suppressed because they've been suppressing it for as long as possible. They put out a 300-page report on deflated footballs, but they won't acknowledge any of this and make this public because clearly there are things they don't want to be made public. When you see this, where we are with Dan Snyder, as he continues to just dodge bullet after bullet after bullet, it is just no matter what is said about him, he always finds a way to continue running this organization in some capacity. Is there anything... Anything that the NFL can do or even want to do to make a change, force a change at owner in ownership with this team at this point? Well, I don't think the NFL wants to do that right now. Um, but I think Congress has a lot more power and authority and push here than people want to initially admit. I could ultimately be wrong. I, I don't know if a subpoena and testimony on Capitol Hill from Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder get the, the, the job done, but maybe there's another smoking gun. You know, we got closer to that proverbial smoking gun, you know, Wednesday night, Nick, in the HBO Real Sports, um, you know, podcast, and then again yesterday when Tiffany Johnston testified. Now, again, it's not under oath, but testified that Dan Snyder put uh, a hand on her leg, mm-hmm. uh, pushed her basically towards his limo. You know, his lawyers running around and said, Dan, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. You know, I asked Congressman Jerry, Jerry Connolly from uh, the 11th District of Virginia, who, uh, you know, for those that are unfamiliar, he was wearing a burgundy release the report shirt under his sport jacket. He is a very ardent supporter of all of these ex-employees. Um, you know, I asked him if it rose to potentially illegal behavior and or criminal behavior. And he said to Pete and myself yesterday, again, full interview on the Team980.com, that yes, he was thinking the same exact thing, and it's going to warrant uh, consideration and examination. So maybe that is at least one smoking gun. And I kept thinking about this, Nick. What happens if somehow, some way, legally, I, I don't know all the legal ramifications. What happens if the woman that settled in that $1.6 million uh, suit that you know, allegedly happened on Dan Snyder's plane uh, that Dan, of course, and his people, you know, of course, strongly deny. Uh, what happens if she testifies on Congress on Capitol Hill? What happens if they subpoena her? What happens if she testifies under oath? And, you know, what happens there? I, I mean, how does the NFL overlook that? How does, how does anybody overlook that? Uh, you know, and what happens if Roger Goodell kind of goes down in flames, too? for covering stuff up here. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I I guess you want to call them spicy meatballs or whatever. There's a lot here that could potentially happen. Do I bank on it? No. Do I count on it? Absolutely not. Would I be shocked if something happened? Yeah. But all it takes is a bunch of owners that get really tired really fast of their business losing a lot of money and being brought down to its knees. Uh, before they get the itchy trigger finger. Well, that, that's the thing, is that he continues to be an embarrassment to the team and to the league, yet he still is an owner in the NFL. Dude, I still maintain they look at him and say, you make us look good, so we want to keep you around. Like, it's really what it is. It's like, if you're if you're married to someone and then she's got two sisters and they both date a bunch of dummies, you automatically look better. Like, so no matter what, they stick around. You always look like the best significant other in the family, so it always helps. Like, it... 
Here, here's my thing, man. Owners just have too much power in sports. They do. Yeah. This, this concept of just ownership, you're, you're essentially immune to anything uh, short of, you know, what happened with Donald Sterling in the NBA, which really you could <laughs> – there's enough against Dan Snyder now that's horrific enough where you could say this is enough, we could push you out. But it just seems like the NFL refuses to do that. And they did it with, with Jerry well, Richardson you know, in Carolina. I mean, it's not exactly the same scenario, right? Sure. It, it's not. So let me be clear. But remember what happened to Jerry Richardson in Carolina. He wasn't voted out, but essentially he was kind of forced out. They put so much pressure on him through that investigation of what happened. And again, there are different situations. I want to be clear that, you know, now, again, Jerry was up there in age, right? So maybe it didn't take him as much to be cajoled out or pushed out, right? Um and clearly, I mean, Dan doesn't want to get out, clearly. Uh, he's done everything he can to stay in power, and the NFL has done everything they can to facilitate that. The one thing that I keep wondering is, did the NFL, while empowering him further, did the NFL also make it easier to get him out and get the Snyder family, Tanya, out eventually if they do get that not proverbial smoking gun, but that real smoking gun, did they get him out, or did they consolidate enough of the power and control of the organization to get him out in a, in, in a way that it's easier than if you had the three stooges of ownership before, and him, and Tanya, and his mother, and his sister? That would have made it harder to, again, force a sale or to evict or to vote out, right? So... I wonder if that was part of the overall game plan. Hey, while we're consolidating and theoretically giving him more power, we're also making it easier to get rid of him eventually. All right. CK gave me permission to kill the clock with you, so I'm going to do that. And I don't want to talk about Snyder the entire time because it's depressing and he's (laughs) awful, and and I just don't think anybody wants to. I want to actually have more fun with you because that's usually what we do because it's very important to me that I figure out, have you gotten any free commander's apparel yet? Are you going to walk around asking for free stuff, saying, do you know who I am? Uh, So the answer is no, unless you consider the face mask of Alfred Morris, who was wearing it as he walked into our suite and did the interview. And he left it behind, and I picked it up thinking maybe I would run into him out here, but uh, that's not happening. That is literally the only commander's gear I have. I don't have a hat. I don't have a shirt. I don't have a jersey. I don't have anything. Uh, I don't have gloves. I, I'm freezing my, you know, what else? Uh, I ain't getting anything for free, it doesn't look like. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, I don't need anything for free. Uh, if I ever wanted something, I am, I'm perfectly capable of buying it. Although, you know us radio guys, uh, we're always looking for a hand out there, Hollywood. Uh, and uh, so the answer, again, is no. Uh, but, you know, I, I would tell you this. I, I know some people have really had a problem with the uniforms. I did. Um, you know, maybe it's a slightly different shade of burgundy. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I had very little problem with the uniforms. It's not like I'm like, oh, my God, they're on fire. I'm going to go out and buy everything. No, no, no. I'm just saying they weren't the eyesore to me that I've heard people complain about, and I really do like the black uniforms. Oh, uh, yes. And I think that's fresh 
on a night game, if they, you know, if they play a night game, which I would imagine at some point they're going to, I think that'll look cool under the light. So, uh, no, no gear for me, and I'm about to leave because it's freezing out here. <laughs> First off, it is a different burgundy on those numbers. I'm sorry on the white. Anybody that tells me otherwise, you're wrong. They, no, I, I understand that. I mean, it's it's. What would you say? It's more like a cranberry juice. Is that cranberry? What it's cranberry maroonish a little bit. At least on the right. numbers, the numbers are not yep. the same color burgundy. Go look at the old color of numbers. The it's not the same. Listen, Jim Zorn once said he works for the maroon, maroon and black. Maroon and black, right? and now they've got maroon and black. It's come full circle. This was all about maybe Jim Zorn helped him design the whole uniform. Maybe that's the big secret. I mean, he's probably got a lot of free time on his hands. You know, <laughs> thirteen years later, uh, we've come full circle here. But you know, either uh, you know, look uh, again. Would I describe them as fire? You know, like like the kids want to. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're like cracking or anything like that. I, I mean, but they're fine. They're okay. And he, here's the thing. The uniform, the shield, you know, all of that stuff can be altered, changed as they go along. The name is permanent. The name's not changing. And guess what, Nick? The name doesn't matter all that much. Again, you said it. I've said it. We've all said it. It's all about winning, but winning with dignity and class and not winning with a bunch of, you know, bad apples uh, and, and bad people and, you know, even though that would reward Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder, probably undeservingly, it would also reward Ron Rivera, Jason Wright, people that tried to do things the right way, people that tried to clean up the wreckage. Yeah, and that's the thing. You bring in somebody like Ron Rivera and Jason Wright, they're fixing a mess. You don't just, it doesn't just turn around in a year. It takes a while. And it, you know, look, this is a very important year. Year three is going to be really important for Ron Rivera. And we'll have plenty of time to get into that as the offseason goes along in the draft. Uh, I do need to know before you go, though, because I know you're, you're freezing your tukash off. Uh, wh what is the food selection like there, and have you chosen anything from the food trucks? Uh, it's a great question. No, I have not, because they have, you know, they have all, all sorts of different food trucks. Uh, uh, what it looks like, Diego's and a couple of other places that I can't see. And then they have this, uh, I don't know, in 10... I guess it's called Intense Barbecue, but they spell intense with, a, with the number 10, and it smells wonderful. Mm. I'm standing right by it. They have this thing called, uh, uh, well, they just took it off the damn screen, of course, as I was looking at it. Uh, <laughs> not the, no, they have the traditional barbecue, but they also have this, uh, this fries dish, Pete, uh, Pete uh, Nick. I'm so used to saying Pete. It's now. your normal co-host, so there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, the si I'm the side piece, so you can call me the regular's name. It's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's called barbecue fries, right? It's their signature season fries, and you can get, like, brisket or pulled pork on it, and I guess, Ooh. like, some kind of cheese or something like that, maybe some other things. I don't know. It smells really good. Uh, and if I wasn't on a major diet right now because I'm, uh, well, you know, I don't exactly look like Hollywood Nick Ashew. If I wasn't on a major diet, your boy would be diving into that. But instead, I'm going to go home and have a boring salad and cup of soup and go to bed. It's going to be a big salad, though, right? Of course it is. Yes. In my boxes and bags and bags and boxes and boxes and bags. I, I bet you probably have a giant chunk of iceberg lettuce sitting in one of your boxes and bags right now, which I would expect nothing less well, from you. you know, because, because I made a big salad before I left home. 
okay. I chopped it all up and I ate it during my hour and a half sojourn in the pouring rain to FedEx Field earlier today. <laughs> there we go. I didn't get enough of a traffic report for you, so I needed that. Sojourn, by the way, that is a word that you haven't used before. I'm very, very impressed. All right, well, get out of here. I know you want to go home. You've had a very long day. Chris Russell, live from FedEx Field. Good stuff, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Appreciate it. Have a good show. <laughs> Just picturing him with a giant. And by the way, that's not a joke. He has actually walked into our studios before uh, with a giant full head of iceberg lettuce and chopped it up in the kitchen at the studio to make a salad. So, yes, it's not an exaggeration when I say a giant. In fact, I think I have a picture of it somewhere. And then he flicked me off afterwards, and I've got that picture somewhere, too. i got to go digging through that, so we'll figure that out. Well, I destroyed the clock. That was the goal. I was given permission, Ryan, so we're all good. We'll get things back on track next. Got another hour to go here on Overtime. Nick Ashew on Overtime. Simulcast on the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan. Thanks to Chris Russell for joining on. It was... Joining, joining on. It's been a long week. God, I can't even speak at this point. It's 8 o'clock on a Friday. At this point now, if I can get words out of my mouth, I'd consider that a win. So, uh, yeah, look, the, the common thing here now with everybody is it seems like it's indifference, right? It seems like there's a lot of, eh, it's good, it's fine. It, it w- the name will grow on people, and we'll forget the minute we start talking about whether or not they should trade up for Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett in the draft, and whether or not they overpaid for somebody in free agency. That's that's going to be the next thing. And it, it Once you start saying Washington commanders enough, you, you get used to it. You do. Eventually it just sticks, it becomes a thing, and then it, it doesn't look like the name of, you know, an expansion team or an AFL team or a <laughs> XFL team or something like that. Because whatever name you came up with, it was always going to feel just awkward and weird. But when you win... It changes everything. I want some gear. I'm going to get some gear. I need some stuff for my backdrop, too, at home, for all the stuff with BetQL, because it's all... I've got the old helmet here. The old, old helmet, obviously. Uh, i got to get some new stuff. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'll figure it out. Got to have got to have something representing it, because the Shane Falco jersey hanging behind me is great, but, you know, I might need some real some real stuff, although that's not really part of the bit. i got to commit to the bit. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the clock back on track here next. Nick Ashew on Overtime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 